Episode 58, The Rant. Tim Jinks, side hustle king, basketball junkie, and officiating at his highest apex possible. Tim and I have been through many battles together. We once had a game where we witnessed not one jump ball, not two, but 76 jump balls. In this pod, he discusses his humble beginnings in Hempstead, New York, his love of basketball, and where he wants to take it in officiating. All that and more, my conversation with Tim, now. The Rant has been brought to you by Roar Organic. Everything your body needs, nothing it doesn't. There's a reason they say variety is the spice of life. And with their new organic line comes the following exciting flavors. Georgia peach, blueberry acai, cucumber watermelon, mango clementine, pineapple mint, strawberry coconut. Ah. Roar Organic uses a proprietary electrolyte blend created with organic coconut water, organic cane sugar, and sea salt. It's non-GMO, vegan-friendly, gluten-free, no artificial colors or flavors, no preservatives, and no artificial sweeteners. Just 2 grams of sugar and only 10 calories per serving. Visit Roar.land and use the code REFEREERANT, one word, in the checkout and receive 10% off your next purchase. That's Roar.land code REFEREERANT. The Rant has been brought to you by the revolutionary product for referees and all professionals alike, Neat Tucks. What the tuck? Traditional shirt stays have been tried and true, but never accounted for those professionals that have shorts as uniforms. What do you do when you officiate soccer or lacrosse or even basketball in the summer? Don't forget about baseball umpires too. Enter Neat Tucks, which come in style and active versions. Don't get it twisted. You can even wear them at your 9 to 5 too. Listeners of The Rant can visit neattux.com and enter the coupon code REFEREERANT, one word, and receive 20% off your initial order. That's REFEREERANT, one word. Happy tucking. Welcome to another edition of The Rant. I'm your host, Ralph the Ref, with a special guest, Board 41 certified basketball official, Tim Jinks. How are you, my friend? Peace, love and light. What's going on? (laughs) Happy Mother's Day to your mom. Ironically... The fact that we're working together kind of has come full circle. Um, I met this gentleman for the first time, I'd say 2015. And I do remember um, one of my elementary school teachers. Well, not my teacher, but the other sixth grade teacher had the same last name. And it ironically was his mother. So happy Mother's Day to your mom. The beloved Lydia Jinx. I love you, mom. Happy Mother's Day. All the moms in the land. Renee, mother of my children. Love you. Everybody, grandmas, shout out to everybody. What would the world be without a mother, right? And even though this is not going to be published on Mother's Day, we could always celebrate the mother. So happy Mother's Day out there and welcome to the show. Much love. So let's talk about your beginnings. What did you play in terms of sports growing up? Um, What did you play in high school? What did you play in college? I was into track. I ran track. You know, Uniondale, we come from Uniondale, so we have the legendary Coach Cornfield. He just uh, did the announcing for my daughter's American East Conference Championship in Albany. It was great to see him. 47 championships. So Uniondale comes from a legacy of winners, and uh, that attracted me to the sports scene in uh, middle school. It was junior high school then, and I continued that. But my backyard was the basketball court. Mm. So that's, that's where we grew up. Playing in the street, in the park, Coles Neck Park, Kennedy Park, any park you can name. We grew up in uh, Hempstead and, you know, Uniondale School. So 
the whole neighborhood came to my house. My mother would have rather us played in my house than run around the streets. So my house was the central location for basketball. I had to the breakaway rim in my backyard. Right, and ironically, we're we're from the same neighborhood, but on the different side. So that's right. Uh, I would have went to Lawrence Road. Um, I went to Grand Avenue, and you went to Grand Avenue, right? But I went in ninety. I graduated ninety three, and you graduated a couple years eighty four before yeah. me. Um, <laughs> but we're from the same branch. Um, but you know, obviously, I went to Kellenberg. Did you end up playing anything in college? Uh, no, no sports. Uh, you know, just was. In a college student and then, you know, got into the workforce and, you know, just loved the game of basketball. Always was a fan. I remember in your interview, 44, you mentioned that uh, the basketball was a way to get your rep in the, in the hood, so to speak. Mm-hmm, so everybody, you sure. know, everybody had their skill set. You know, I was short, so I was defense and I was I had my wicked jump shot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So it just became a love for me, basketball, you know, watching, you know, watching the Knicks growing up, the the the, the non-winning Knicks, but it was always a passion to be, you know, we 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 were fortunate enough to grow up in that era where the Knicks were the the uh the great team of of our day. So So um how did you even get into officiating? Hardship, I would say, and then just opportunity. I guess when you hit a certain low uh, other doors open up, open up for me. So I was in the mortgage and real estate business and that was around 2006, 2007, the whole industry crashed. So, you know, I'm sitting around, you know, contemplating the next move. And I, at that point, I, it was something that I didn't like doing. Uh, even though it was something I enjoyed at the moment, but it got, it became tedious for me. So I'm sitting around one day watching basketball, of course, some probably some Nick game, and screaming at the uh, at at the TV at, at something that had gone wrong, and I, and I just it just clicked. I saw a referee, and I said, "That's it! I'm gonna be a referee. That's it." And I went, and it, 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 I, I, my brother was cutting my hair at the time for some reason. I was at another barber shop, and I just knew that I had to ask around for, for you know, anybody that was interested in that, that knew anything about officiating. Sure enough, the barber had a friend, um, Sheree. I'm sure you know Sheree from Hempstead. Uh, he gave me a book and a shirt and said, come to a basketball camp at Hofstra where I met uh, Lee Jones, the NBA official, and uh, some other NBA officials. I forgot, uh, you probably, Green, what's his name? Uh, Jimmy Green. Jimmy Green mm-hmm. and a few others that hosted a basketball tournament at Hofstra and uh, running down the court. And they had me paired following another referee. So it was a little weird. I'm following another referee up and down the court. And John Colson from Brooklyn said, you can run, can't you? He said, why are you following this guy? So he he took me under his wing. And, you know, from that point on, I started doing a lot of games and uh Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan, all the city games, and that kind of got me my 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 sneakers, so mm. to speak. And that's uh, where I, how I got started. You know, it was just I'm gonna do that, and then asked around, and then finally came to the point where it became my passion. Mm. And uh, obviously, I feel the same way with the inception of the website and the podcast. Um, but I did want to go back to discuss um, your journey into taking the class 
reading the rule book with the observers and um, just what your perception was of how different it was. It's, you know, it's kind of like when you're a kid and um, you think about one day you're going to drive a car. And then when you get behind the wheel, you're like, wow, this is not exactly what I thought it would be. And it's the same thing with officiating, right? Because, you know, when you're playing and you're in the midst of a game, you're like, man, I could do better. That was a bad call until it becomes you. And, you know, I'll just share from, I remember my first time going out there. I mean, I, could, I forgot what color they were. I forgot which direction they were going. And sometimes I would just hesitate on calls that I've seen. And, and I made a call on the sidelines thinking of what it was. So just discuss your, your, uh, your journey doing the certification class. It was, it was true. It's true. It, it felt, felt like you had two left feet out there at first. It was uh, very awkward. But again, John Colson picked me up and he noticed that I can run. That's that Uniondale track right. track in me. So, you know, that, that's pretty much what refereeing is. So if you can run, you can, you can referee. So I, I got out there and focused on what I was good at, which was going up and down the court. And again, it was like two left feet because you're, you're used to, as a basketball player or playing basketball, you, you, you watch the game from a different perspective. Refereeing is completely different. It, it's you're, you're watching the play at hand. You have to watch the ball. You have to watch off the ball. So it, uh, it, it, was, it was a learning process, a big learning curve. But it, it became a great challenge. I'm, I'm, I love mathematics. And I love uh, the angles, geometry, you know, all, all of the angles of basketball. You have the circles and you have the square and the measurement of the court. And that's how I started to break it down piece by piece. I started to look at the game from angles, you know, the, uh, the different angles. And, and I would use that in the schools also. I would, you know, I'm, uh, I work for the school system as a, you know, as a teaching assistant. And I would always uh, work with the kids and show them that there are different aspects to the game. There were, you know, you, you can you can take basketball if you're a basketball player, but, you know, there's always something that you can concentrate on if, if basketball is not going your way. So, you know, I, I would teach the kids, look, there's, there's refereeing, there's coaching, there's camera work, there's, there's all kinds of things. And when I, uh, you know, when I did, the, the, when, I, when I first got into it, it was really gratifying because I, I love learning something new and trying to master a new skill. Mm. So it was definitely, you know, the concentration on off the ball and uh, and the management of the game and watching the coaches and, and uh, you know, all of the, the little things, watching your area and, 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 you know, making sure that you're in, in sync with your partner, blowing the strong whistle, strong mechanics. So these were the things, even to this day, you know, some of the games we do uh, are not that great, you know, I wouldn't say the greatest games, but you can always focus on something about your game. You can always focus on that particular area. And I think one of the most important lessons in life, period, uh, is staying in the now moment. To me, there's no future, there's no past. There's only now, 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 now. So when you're in on the court, if you can manage to stay in the now moment, watching your play or watching wherever you're supposed to watch, there's always room for improvement. So that that was that's the fun part of the game for me is is, is always getting you always have an opportunity to work on a, a part of your skill that can get better. Mm. And you mentioned that uh, you ran the gamut after you met uh, John Colson. He brought you through the five boroughs. When do you think was the moment that it became your passion when you started taking it serious, serious? I would say right away because it was, uh, you know, again, it was something that. You know, when John brought me under his wing, I went out to the city and uh, the games out there. Just it's just a different culture from from Long Island. 1, Long Island, you know, Long Island is is when we were coming up, 
there, there was a lot of uh, you know we were we were tops. You know, a lot of the schools in Long Island competed with the with the schools in the city. But nowadays, it seems that you know that the culture is a little bit lost out here. Mm. You know, but it, you know it's a lot about league ball and all of that. But the, the city basketball really has that passion. So, you know, you had the fans, you had the coaches, you had the players, all knowing what they're doing and extremely passionate about, you know, getting getting it right. So it it forced you to to stay on your game. And I remember John Colson brought me out to uh, Joaquim Noah's tournament. In, uh, in in a story of projects, so you, you can you can imagine the scene out there, where it was you know a bunch of hood rats out there, and but it was it was great because again it kept you focused. You know even uh, Grand Poobah and uh, uh, Sadat X were coaches, so it, it was just something that kept you engaged in the game. And you know I was going out there, you know doing all you know a ton of games and. John was gracious enough to give me as many games as possible and I was I was really working on my craft and there was a group of guys out there that stuck with you that that kept you in sync really coached you on the court mm. and you mentioned John Colson multitude of times um, discuss other mentors that you have who they are what they've done for your career and how do you think they've shaped the way you've helped people after you when you see people uh, that have similar qualities uh, within yourself I you know I love when, especially when I was in the city, there was, uh, you know, a, a group of guys and I can't, you know, there's a ton of names. Um, forgive me guys for, for not remembering names offhand, but it, you know, one of the things that, that I really appreciated was, was, uh, when the guys would come up to you and give you uh, a nugget, you know, you would always appreciate that because you felt like, all right, this, this is something that I didn't notice I was doing. And I, you know, I'm always trying to get better. So it was, it was really something that, I can I can improve on and I'm a, I'm a teacher by nature so I picked up things very quickly and I'm I managed the game well so I was very uh sharing in my information whatever I whatever information I was given from my peers in the referee game I was I would always give that back to someone else and uh you know try to give them the inspiration that I got it was it was great because uh, you know again so many people you know, and, and, and you know the referee game. You know, everybody has their own opinion. Everybody said, telling you something. It was a little confusing at first because one one guy's telling you don't do this. The other guy said do that. But you make your choices. And, again, it's it's a partnership. You know, I'm I'm a, I'm a Libra. <laughs> I'm, I'm a number two. I'm a partnership. So, I, you know, I deal well in situations where you have to share responsibility and work as a team. And I think that's that's one of the great gifts of, of refereeing is you have to really trust your partner. You have to uh, understand what what the uh, the nuances of the game are so that you can share with, with uh, your partner, the players. And, you know, I have a great rep, uh, rapport with all of the coaches. So, the, you know, I think that's 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 part of the game and managing, you know, understanding, you know, the coaches always. Uh, come to me. Oh, are you refing my game? Oh, great. I love, I love when you ref my game because I respect the game. I respect the coaches. I respect the players. I respect the fans. And when you, when you show the respect, you, you, uh, you, you get the results. And one of my, my favorite sayings is people don't care what you know until you show how much you care. Mm, great advice. Um, so, you know, uh, school is about to get out. The NBA finals are approaching quite rapidly. Uh, what are your plans uh, otherwise for this summer in terms of officiating? Uh, getting better. You know, I've been doing multiple things over the years. And, uh, you know, I finally got past one hurdle, you know, got 
got another degree, uh, so it, it freed up a lot of time to me for me to uh, to really concentrate on doing a ton of games. I, I think this I set some kind of record this year for as many games as you know. It's it's a running joke. I I'm I'm, I'm quick on the trigger. They have a group text coming out. Who wants a game? I'm there first. Listen, man, <laughs> and, and I'll even talk about that group text. There's sometimes where somebody needs coverage. I feel like Tim, you got like an automatic response bot. It comes right installed to in your your phone because I'm like, damn, he already said yes before before the question was asked. I smell money. I'm getting that money every mm. dollar I can get. I wish I could clone myself. That's mm. the only downfall of refereeing. I don't have a clone. Well, the the other way you can clone getting money all the time is uh, doing another sport. And having said that, would you ever consider officiating another sport? And if you would, what would it be? I have I have considered it because I do like the referee game. You know. After refereeing and running up and down the court, I got into it for the exercise mm. and for the, uh, you know, for the love of the game. But, uh, you know, bo- volleyballs, you turn your neck, you know. I, it, and honestly, I haven't had too much interest in anything else because basketball is my love. And fortunately, it's all year round. The way basketball is growing globally through mm-hmm. women's basketball, through uh, international basketball, it's a year round thing. There is never, ever a downtime. So... I stuck to my passion, and I think that's important because, you know, I literally have never once said I'm going to work. I'm always going to do games, you know, and I think if you can get to that point in your career, this is by far, this I think this is my 12th year now, going into 13th year, where I have never once said I'm going to work. It's been the most consistent work of my life. And, uh, you know, now that I've increased my educational status and, uh, you know, some certifications and degrees and things, I'm, you know, trying to get to the next stage in my career so that I can get to the next stage. And, uh, you know, I know that uh, at this point in my life, I would love to do, uh, you know, college basketball. So I'm going to try to get into some camps this summer or at least, you know, this year will be the target year to start going to some camps because that's the way you get seen. And uh, I think, you know, by me being in a, in a, in a game uh, of, you know, more value or, or the, the greater the skill level, the, the seems like the more engaged you are. So, you know, I, I definitely want to get to that level. So I'm not doing as many games, but I'm doing more quality games. Mm. So that's definitely the target. Uh, you know, you know, you do so many games and it just start, you start to become numb in the mind and the body. But mm. I would love to be able now to cut back so that I can do the more quality games. And I think that's what my focus is going to be this summer. OK, and I'm going to give you a pro tip off here. Um, I'm taking a lacrosse class for women's. Um, sometime in January, I think it's only three Sundays, and PAL is $70 a game. Just and something and to, they reimburse now, right? S- something to consider. Something to consider. <laughs> Both these reimburses classes, right? Yep. So it definitely will be a consideration. So we'll see what the next step in my career is. So after saying everything that you've said so far, uh, what do you think are the attributes? What do you think it took to get to where you are in this moment in time in terms of officiating? Dedication, commitment to schedule, uh, enjoyment of the game. Uh, you know, I think, I think, like I said, I couldn't have done this as long as I've done it without really enjoying the game. And, um, you know, it's, 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 it's been great. I really have enjoyed it. Again, now I'm, I'm, I would love to get to the next stage of uh, doing high-level basketball, uh, you know, and, and being able to teach. You know, I, 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 came, and I came across your phenomenal uh, referee rant because I had a conversation with my, my, my inspiration, James Washington, and he told me that you were doing something similar to what I was interested in. I like, like I said earlier, I'm a teacher by nature, and I have plans to to do some 
video training on on uh, for refereeing because I think you know I, I don't think I don't especially uh, here in Long Island I don't see enough of that uh, training piece where there are mentors and sponsors of of people to get referees to the next level. I think there's there's a, a big opportunity for that and, and you know. Once you start to look for something, it pops up. Like I said, I started to investigate and how I can start to do some of this video and training and with the referees. And I pop into Referee Rant, which is an awesome site, uh, an awesome concept. It shares it shares the uh, a different aspect to sports. Not many people consider us zebras. You know, we're just people to yell at on the court. But I think there's a whole another dimension. And again, even for the youth and the children, there's there's after basketball or after your sports life, there's something else that you can do. I think that's really important to get across to the youth today is that there are so many different dimensions to what you can do outside of just, you know, if, you know, if I'm, you know, if I'm not uh, succeeding or if I, have, I have an injury or I'm not, the path doesn't provide scholarships and things like that. There's, there's definitely a lot that you can do outside of the actual sport. And I think the referee, you know, you're, you're exposing a lot of the different referees is is, is an, an awesome concept, and I think it will grow and grow. I appreciate that, and at some point, obviously, aside from the podcast, we will collaborate with something. We definitely will. Only time will tell. Now, I'm excited. Every saying everything um, after that, uh, what do you think it's going to take to get to where you want to go? You mentioned that you want to elevate to the college side, and um, besides that, where else do you want to go with officiating? You know, I I always you know what the the second I saw the 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 the, the uh, pro basketball, I was watching the Knicks and I saw I made the decision I'm going to be a referee. I I just knew I was going to be a pro referee because I I have high confidence in my skill level, and I have even higher confidence in my ability to study and learn something. So that that uh, I'm going to take it as far as I can go. You know, my my uh, my gray hairs are showing a little bit, but. I still feel I have the youth. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm getting my body in better and better shape, so that I can look the part. And uh, you know, a, a healthy body is a healthy mind. So I'm definitely trying to elevate to the next level as high as I can take it. You know, again for the passion and for the money, and you know, it, it, there's a, a whole another world to this referee game that I don't think people are aware of that I would like to share, like mm. you, like you are. Cool. Um, can you? Recall what was your stickiest situation that you've ever been in in officiating? Fights. And here's where preparation comes in. It was a fight that uh, was it was a league game, a Boshi's game, and I was prepared. I, you know, I you know, you go through your pregame, you go through your your rule book. I'm a rules guy. I, I love to read the book all the time so that I know, you know, 95 percent of the rules you don't use. 95% of the time, but that 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 5% of the time when you need 5% of the rules, you better know those rules. And there was a situation where it was a, a bench-clearing brawl. And I know, I remember in reading the book and making sure that when that happens, of course, that's total chaos at that point. So, you know, everything can be lost in the moment. I made sure that I froze the, froze the field, counted the players coming off the bench, Watched the moment, communicated with my partner, talked to the coaches, pulled people aside. We managed to, uh, you know, rectify the situation, calm things down. We had to make phone calls and send letters after that. And that, those are usually the most, uh, 
difficult scenarios because it's so hectic at the time. So I think, again, preparation, knowing those rules, you know, making sure that you're staying in the now moment so that, you know, as things develop and sometimes spin out of control, you are the referee, you are the in control. That That's one of my greatest enjoyments is I'm in control when I step in that gym. Mm. I control the crowd. I control the coaches. I control the players. And again, you don't get anything back unless you show respect to each each of those entities. So I think when you uh, prepare, you study, you uh, you enjoy the game, I think that's those are the moments when you're you're ready for, for whatever action comes for you. And, you know, to me, I guess the, the most craziest things are the fights. Those those are the those are the biggest entities. But again, coach management and uh, player management and most of the coaches love me. Most of the players love me. All the fans are always coming up to me, thanking me. So and I have a great rapport. Conversely, what is uh, your best moment thus far officiating the game of basketball? Best moment. Wow. There's so many. Um, you know, just having those overtime games where it's close, uh, you know, I just, not that I, you know, I could probably pull something. I can't remember anything in particular now that was great. Again, you know, refereeing for some of my, uh, music heroes. I'm into music too. So I was, you know, refereeing for jo- Joakim Noah's tournament and, uh, you know, refereeing Grand Poobah and, and, and uh, Sadat X from the brand Nubians doing their game. You know, some of those moments just uh, are refreshing. But again, the better the game, the better I enjoy it. So, you know, when you have a great game, you're really engaged, you're really focused. And those are the moments I really enjoy. Like I said, I'm, I've, I've never said I'm going to work. I'm going to do some games. I'm going right. to exercise. I'm going to have some fun. And I was going to say that it's probably very difficult to uh, pick out one time that's the best moment, especially how much you love refereeing basketball and i've done so many games so many games yeah. but and, you know, and again the better the game the better the better you enjoy it the, you know always the league games the catholic league games in the city those were some of the highlights uh you know just doing some of those top-notch games uh, are always fun speaking of games we have three games uh, starting at four o'clock so uh <laughs> we're gonna get ready and uh, we apologize for the rain it kind of sounds like sade sweetest taboo yeah. in the background <laughs> But uh, we're going to have three games. Uh, hopefully we do well. Do you have any final words before we part ways on the pod? Um, just, guys, spread the word about Referee Wren. Ralph is a great friend of the family and a great guy. Awesome job with this Referee Rent. There's, there's, uh, there's a career for you, young guys. You know, when you finish your basketball life or even during your basketball life, the class is always in... September for Long Island, it's in uh, in uh, September, right? And uh, you know, city guys. But please come, come out, join us, and you know, very soon I'm gonna have my own training program for you referees. <laughs> so I'll be I'll be partnering with Ralph and Referee Rant and all the other sites out there that are exposing referees. And I greatly thank you for this moment. Yeah, man, cool. I appreciate it. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your friendship and. I appreciate uh, your PCA coming up in 10 minutes. For Tim Jenks, this is Ralph the Ref. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, everybody. Love y'all. We're out of here. Peace. Peace.